The Mom Buns Podcast is part girl talk, part therapy session, and loads of life hacks in between. Join two college BFFs who reunited in their 30s with careers, husbands, and babies in tow. Moms have a lot to say, and we aren't holding back. There's something that we're going to talk about today that I think is really important for a lot of parents. And whether it's something you're struggling with or you're not realizing that you might be struggling with it, you are kind enough, Lauren, to open up about your family and your journey and realizing that sometimes as a parent, you have to get out of your own way to help your kid become a better person. And if you're recognizing that maybe their behavior or what they're saying or their, uh, you know, what happens in school isn't quote unquote normal, that it's kind of not quite what you had anticipated as a parent, then you need to look outside yourself for maybe a little bit of help. Yeah, you're right. This isn't something that's super easy to talk about. Um, in fact, I've probably been holding off on even bringing this to the table, um, partly because it's so fresh and we're actually going through this as a family. But like you said, it's really important, I feel, to bring this up because especially as moms, as parents, we need a village. We need to build a village. We need to have people to lean on and resources that we can use and utilize when when we need to not be the only ones, like when we don't know what to do. And that's kind of where we've been as a family the last couple months um, with my oldest. And so that's why I think it's a good time to bring that up and just let people know like, hey, this is not the Instagram of our lives. Like this podcast is not the fun and the filters. That's not why you and I are friends, right? We did not become friends because of sunshine and rainbows. We became friends. Think about, you know, when we started to become friends, what, 12 so years ago, 12, 14 years ago. And there was a lot of shit in our lives. So that that's, you know, yes, quote unquote, we have a lot to say, but we're, we're saying it not to make ourselves feel better or to project this, um, kind of filtered version of our lives. And so, so I think this conversation is going to be really, really hopefully helpful for somebody. And, um, you know, and that's why we're here ultimately. Yeah, we are. Last week was hard because the week before that we started counseling with my oldest (laughs) and, um, he has been always the biggest challenge, but, um, and I probably always knew in the back of my mind, like he was going to need some more help with emotional regulation and things. But, since kindergarten started, um, it's gotten worse in the last couple of months into like where he's internalizing either things he hears from other kids or what he thinks the teacher is telling him. Um, and you know, in kindergarten, like that's a whole new thing for parents too, especially if you've not been through it. Right. I had a, such a good relationship with his preschool teacher. I was in his preschool because it was a co-op. So I knew what was going on and I knew his friends and things and you know kindergarten is I guess you can be a helicopter parent or a lawnmower parent in kindergarten but that's not my style and And it's harder to do it's harder to do than the preschool it's harder to do and I'm a working mom right so for all intents and purposes as much as I like to pretend that I'm not that I straddle the line like I don't have a ton of time to be in there every week certainly not every day you know, I, I take time out for like the big class parties and go and help. So I don't get to see a lot of what happens in the classroom. And part of that is also because I want to give the teacher her space, you know, 
to do the things that she needs to do. So for better, or for worse. Um, so he's been, um, when he gets upset, it immediately starts with like, I'm stupid. I'm, I'm naughty. I'm bad. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm just a dumb kindergartner. And that is bad enough. But then it escalated, um, a couple months ago into like, I want to hurt myself. I'm going to hit myself in the head. I don't want to be here anymore. I just want to go to heaven. And then you're like, okay, that's a little different. And, you know, part of it is I think, again, like he's, can't process. He's got some challenges in processing those feelings and things. And part of it is obviously not understanding the severity of what that that sentence. Um, yeah. So, but it's something that like, you know, my mom has said that my brother went through when he was, you know, five, six, seven, and they did counseling with him unbeknownst to me. I didn't realize that when we were little, um, until much later, but you know, she took him to a, a counselor and they worked through it and the counselor actually did one-on-one sessions with my brother and my brother's a great person. He's a wonderful person. He's pretty mellow. He has a son now and you know, like I love my brother. So I know it's not like we're not stuck here. Right. Also see where if we didn't intervene, if we didn't provide some help, you know, that it would be something that could escalate to something that's very scary. And he hasn't tried to hurt anybody else like he just kind of tries to he hits himself in the head or he'll just get really upset at himself and so obviously there's things in there that need to come out right so we called um got a referral for a counselor in town which is great and saw her once uh, a couple weeks ago and then we're going back just my husband and i this week to talk to her about some of our concerns that we couldn't talk about with him in the room Right. Um, and like what we want to be, but she already recommended, she recommended one book here somewhere um, about uh, the highly sensitive child or mm-hmm. highly sensitive children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started to read that a little bit. And then when I was picking that one out of the bookstore, right next to it was a book about um, something about the explosive child, parenting the explosive child. And my husband has been reading that. So we can just like tag teaming. Oh, um, genius. And so he's been reading that and some of the things that he's pointing out to me, he's letting me read a chapter here or there is like, Oh yeah, this is exactly this kid, you know, and they just don't have all the skills they need to be taught the skills. And that's scary, but also helpful to know like, okay, like 20% of kids are highly sensitive or need these skills, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which makes me worried. But then like last week, I think uh, maybe before you and I talked, like I had a meeting with this principal yeah, like had the worst morning ever. Then went into the meeting with the principal, and then just like lost my shit in her office. You know, like I didn't yeah. even mean to, but like as I was telling her the things that I just told you about what he says and how he acts, like I just, <sighs> of course, like I know I just don't cry. I, I don't. I don't know if I don't internalize it as deeply, or like I have to, you know, be stronger than that. But um, yeah, talking to her about it, and she was like, "Oh, okay. Well, let's do some." you know, strategies in right. the classroom. Cause I, I was asking her what we're doing outside the classroom has to match what's inside the classroom. Mm-hmm. So we need to be on the same page here. Um, which I think is only fair. Otherwise he's, it doesn't serve him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's getting one thing, one spot and one thing, another spot. 
yeah, and I don't, you know, his teacher's a first-year teacher. God bless her. She's got 20 kids, and she's speaking Spanish to them oh 80% goodness. of the day. So it's obviously a challenge, and she's got, you know, behavioral issues with kids, I'm sure, you know, not just mine. That So all of that is, you know, it's hard. Um, well, but I have to say, like, kudos to you and your husband for recognizing that there was something that wasn't quite right. Because I think sometimes parents get busy or they are in denial and they say, oh, it's just a season. He'll grow out of it. Instead of being proactive, they can bury their head in the sand. And you said, okay, this doesn't work for our family or my kid. So let's figure out a a strategy. Let's make a plan and let's figure out how to help him. Because I think a lot of times parents and I'm guilty of this, you forget that they don't know any better. Right. It's like, you should know this. And then you're like, wait a second, you're just four. How are you supposed to know that? Yeah. I learned that when I was 30. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think, you know, kudos go to the two of you because that's also a blow to the ego. Immediately, I think parents tend to think, oh, what did I do wrong? Did we make a mistake somewhere? Did I not pay close enough attention? Did, was it something we did? Is there something wrong with my child? And that's not it at all. Mm-hmm. Every kid is different. Yes, absolutely. And it's not, and it's hard for us to get out of our own way sometimes. So I, I applaud you both for instead of wallowing in it or saying, and that's not who you are. So like, this doesn't surprise me, but I think that some parents get in their own way And like I said, I've been guilty of it myself. And you're like, oh, you think about all these other things instead of like, let's focus on a solution here and let's figure this out and let's, let's do everybody some good. Yeah. And I, it's hard because you don't, you don't, first of all, you don't know. So he's our first, right? You don't know what's normal and what's not normal until, you know, kids get around other kids or you get around other parents who have slightly older kids or slightly younger kids and you start to see kind of where your kid stacks up. So sometimes you just don't know. And then sometimes you see something that you're like, ah, that might be normal for this age. It might just be a phase. We'll grow out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, yeah, you have to kind of recognize like this isn't working for our family. And it's not just because it's him, right? Right. We're going to do the same counseling. I'm going to the same person because she's well-trained and she's going to give me strategies and lessons in how to parent an explosive child, a highly sensitive child, just how to be a better parent so that I'm not taking it personally. You know, that's one thing that, you know, it feels very personal when he has an attack, like has a fit and he starts seeing these things. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a lot of patience, but you know, he can tap into that pretty fast. I can, especially with three kids, doesn't last as long as it used to. Right. For my husband, you know, I can see it like he's pretty good. He's pretty good. And then it's done. Like he's done and just don't cross that line. Um, because you know, he'll internalize it and you know, we'll yell back and that doesn't do anything, but make you feel better in that split second. And then you realize like, that was stupid. Why did I do that? It just escalated the situation. Now we've escalated that moment. You're human. You are also human. So, and you're learning just like your son is learning. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to be going through this both with my husband, with our son, and with someone who is well-trained yeah. in this. And 
at a time when we can make some real progress and we can see some real impact. So I'm, you know, as much as I hate, like, no, I don't actually, I don't hate any of it. I don't hate that we have to intervene. I don't hate that we are asking someone who's well-trained in this to help us. I don't hate that we're going to be giving him skills for life. It's, you know, is it what I thought it was going to be as a parent and of this kid who has so many great qualities and he's so great, but he's just got to figure this part out. And if we can give him those skills early, um, then that's exactly, then I feel like that's what I'm supposed to be doing, right? I'm supposed to be keeping him safe. I'm supposed to be teaching him how to be not just a good student, but a good person. And I've got to know that it doesn't always start and end with me. So I've got to go elsewhere. I've got to go outside of what we can provide because it's not working for him. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Well, and it's like I said, I think that's a huge thing to recognize. I mean, my first thought when, you know, my two kids are very different. Most people's kids are all different from one another. And if you recognize that and you play to their strengths, I think that that helps your family run smoother. Mm-hmm. But there are times that, you know, my oldest one follows the rules most of the time. Like the kid hardly gets a timeout. She gets upset when her sister doesn't follow the rules. The little one is the little miss rule breaker and she gets really, really worked up about stuff. And so I've had to go, it's like my go-to is, okay, let's find out what makes her tick, what makes her different and let me parent her differently than the older one because otherwise I'm doing my kid a disservice. So my question for you is like, when do you, when is it time to stop Googling? Is this normal and reach out to somebody where, when did you find that that was like, okay, something just doesn't sit right here. You know what I mean? So if other parents are going through the same kind of thing, what are, what are your suggestions? Cause it's hard. It is hard. I am lucky in that I've had a mommy village um, or a mommy group online since before I had my first one. So now it's what I even have, I've barely been in it for six years. So there's a Facebook group that, you know, one of my friends was having, you know, was part of, she invited me, she invited a couple of us when we were having kids. Um, And it was all based, you know, these ladies are primarily in the South because that's where I used to live. But for six years, I've read their struggles, their kid issues, you know, their everything from pregnancy and nursing to now, you know, we have a lot of the same age kids and some people have slightly older kids. Some people are still having kids. So we kind of run the gamut there. And so just first of all, having a community or a village to reach out to um, and to learn from. So even before it was on my radar um, to understand like, okay, there are things here that when I have a place to go, if I need help and to, um, you know, and to ask questions and to, to understand that this isn't, you know, like I said, it's, it wasn't working for our family and he's always been the hard one. He threw the biggest fits when he was little, you know, has always been the hardest one to get to sleep. So I think probably a combination of something's not working. This isn't as smooth as we thought it would be. It's definitely not. He's, he's so different than our, than our middle child. Um, and then just knowing like, okay, this is something that like, it's beyond me. And I think by putting ourselves in situations where we weren't just in our house, right. He's been in daycare, he's been in childcare. So I've seen him interact with other kids. I've seen how other kids interact with him. Um, 
in preschool. Again, we were in a co-op preschool, so it was very hands-on. I trust the teacher immensely. I used to babysit her children, so I'm very close to her. And uh, so I would ask her, you know, like, we see these things. We would have conferences and be like, he's just this way at home. And she's like, oh my God, I've never seen him do that. Mm -hmm. I've never seen him do that in school. Maybe I can see where some of that would originate, but have you tried X, Y, and Z? And just by watching her in her classroom, by like going in and parent helping, watching how she talks to three and four-year-olds, how she interacts with them, how she asks them to interact with each other. Like, I don't mind going in and parent helping in her classroom. I learn something new every single time. I bet. It's amazing that some people have that gift and it comes so natural to them. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of gifts. Early childhood, probably not one of them. (laughs) But knowing it's half the battle. Right, knowing it's half the battle. So being able to say like, okay, I know my kid the very best, but I don't always know what's best for them. Mm -hmm. And being open to understanding other people's perspectives. And on the flip side, because this teacher and I have talked about it to her. She doesn't always understand when parents can't see things in their chat, in their children, right. That she catches on to so fast. And again, she has 20 years of teaching experience. She, this comes natural to her. You know, I've been a parent for five and a half years. Like, right. Right. The things that she knows, I will never know. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I just haven't been in that spot. So I think it's kind of, it's also give and take that, um, that it's not about, it's all about me or it's all about my kid or it's all about, it's just been this big mix, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you, no, I think you're right. That, I think that makes sense. And I think it does, it goes back to getting out of your own way. Because I think a lot of, um, at least in my experience or with my friends or what I've noticed, a lot of parenting is like, there's a lot of ego involved with it. You want to do a good job. You want your kids to have a better life than you did. You want to be better people than you are. That's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, you know, and, and, you know, and to remember, it's like, you know, just to remember that they're little and they, they don't come equipped with all the information. They are not able to handle it. And sometimes you have to recognize that they are too young to handle something or they, They just literally just don't know how, and they're so overwhelmed and frustrated. And I'll tell you, I caught myself doing that way too often in the last, you know, six months of getting frustrated with my kids. Cause I'm like, how do you not do like, what's wrong? Why, why don't you know this? Or we do this all the time. How come you can't do it this one time after the 50 times we've done it? Well, cause they're not grownups. Mm-hmm. They don't know me better sometimes. Right. And I remember somebody saying to me, like, you know, like with my little one who can be very, very trying and, and very emotional. And sometimes you just need to stop. It's like, you need to love them the most when they least deserve it in your eyes. Yes. Oh my God. That's so powerful. You know what yes. I mean? Like you don't want to give them a hug. They're pissing you off. They're having a temper tantrum and they're overwhelmed. And it's like, if I thought about how I felt in that situation, even as a grown up, I could probably use a hug too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so I, I, I try to remind myself of that, but I think that that's half the battle in parenting. Yeah. I think that getting out of your own way in all of the times, like you were saying, like in the worst of times, 
you have to, you know, put yourself aside and understand what's the best outcome for the situation. And then how do we get there? Yep. Yeah. And I love how you said resources. it. I, I literally don't have anything else to add because that was such a good takeaway. Like I want to write it on my wall and look at it every day. Um, so thank you for that. You're welcome. Well, I turned it into a bracelet because I needed a reminder on my person. They're only little. What's on your bracelet? It's uh, one of those, like, um, what's it called? It's like, I don't have it on right now, but. Um, like the silicone bands? No, it's one of those like um, washers. It's a washer with an imprinted word on it. Oh. And um, it's, I just had love written on it just because they need love when you just don't feel like giving it. So you got to remind them, like, if they've asked for a drink 50 million times, it's just because they want to be near you. And if they're having a temper tantrum on the grocery store floor, it's because they're overwhelmed and maybe they're hungry, maybe they're tired, but maybe they just need, as we call them in our house, some huggies. Oh, I love that. So, All right. Well, if mom buns ever has a store or a shop, <laughs> the first thing that's going in there is the customizable love uh, bracelet because yeah. what a great reminder that is. Yes. I just, you know, we could all use the reminder, whether it comes from a friend or a piece of jewelry, we need it. So, um, and I think just to reiterate, just for everybody listening out there, like don't hesitate to utilize your resources. Mm-hmm. We have such a, as a mom, I pride myself on trying to do everything myself. I did it myself, even if it was hard doesn't have to be that hard. You just need to lean on your people and you need to do your research. Yeah. And isn't that actually why we wanted to, to talk about these things in the first place? I'm so glad you made me talk about this uh, today, or maybe you just opened the door a little bit and I just ran through it. Um, But (laughs) I know that, you know, I was hesitant to talk about it because it's vulnerable, it's vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you know, it's ego, it's things. But like you said, like, moms, we have to be there for each other. As parents, we have to be there for each other. And whether it's, you know, you have your own village of, you know, sisters and cousins and people close to you, like family, or you're building that village, um, or you have to, you know, or you have it online, like I do. Like, like I said, I have a Facebook group of 200 people. Um, you know, Ash, you're not even in it because like, we're pretty selective about who comes in and out, right? Right. Well, because we don't want anybody to leave. Um, but those are all really great resources, right? Whether they're online, whether it's your, um, your birthing group that you've connected with your preschool parents, or, you know, when you really don't know who else to call, like our health insurance, we have a, you know, there's a mental health hotline. And I just, I just dialed it one day because, um, you know, I did that for myself a couple years ago when I had postpartum depression and I just, I did that then. Um, it's another episode about getting out of your own way. Um, And also, you know, so I did that and I said like, look, this is what I'm hearing. This is what we're going through at home. And I, I, we need help. And, you know, and of course they're taken aback when you hear a child say, I want to hurt myself, you know, that, that gets people's attention. And so for better or for worse, you know, like, okay, here we go. Okay. I can get you a referral. Okay. We can get you in next week. Okay. We can get started on this and we can get you some help. So Lean on those resources, even if it is the mental health hotlines, the call your doctor, it's call a teacher, call a, friend. a friend that you trust, just get somebody else in to help you. And just, even if it's just, Hey, I'm going through this. Have you ever been through this? Do you have any 
advice for me. Don't go through it alone. We don't have to be through this alone. Yep. I mean, the reason they say it takes a village is because it does. It sounds cheesy, but it is so incredibly true. Thanks for listening to the Mom Buns Podcast. And don't forget to catch our latest episodes wherever you find all your favorite podcasts. Feel free to leave us a review and spread the word if you like what we have to say. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Have a good day. Bye-bye.